gonna improvise, adapt, and overcome with better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Alex. Hello. And it's not going to be confusing this week, because the other one is a... Okay, it is confusing. Is that just a crossed out F? A sharp assess? No. What is it, Calvin? Uh, This is a good question. You don't know, do you? I know. Oh, really? What is it, then? It's a supplemental symbol. What's it supplement? I don't know. That was the category it's under. Oh. Let's so, Google nothing. it. It's almost like a lizard. It's an integral with a time sign, which actually is how I was about to describe it, but it's literally that. Neat. What does that even mean? What does it do? I don't know. It's listed under supplemental mathematical operators. Ah, so it's a math symbol. Well, yeah, it's a derivative inter- or excuse me an integral with the time sign i mean just looking at it and the talk of time sign made me think time signatures think music so come on rj you got to think back to calculus you remember integrals? i almost failed calculus <laughs> same which is why i took it past fail uh yeah no our better buddies icebreaker this week what is your favorite piece of clothing oh there um, we please, Calvin. We did color back in like episode three or something. Yeah, <clears throat> I like I like a good long sleeve shirt. You do. You I I wear them a lot. I don't wear t shirts much anymore. It's all, almost always long sleeves. I think you're the, it's like you and Eli are the only people who do that I know, like consistently. Pull up the sleeves if it's too warm. Fair. Yeah. And then if it gets cold at night, you just unroll them and bam. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's it's weird because I used to hate them as a kid. Now I'm just, it's all I wear. It's complete 180. Yeah. Yeah. Long sleeves aren't bad. I'm a fan of a good jacket. Okay. I like light jackets typically, like typically better. So, which is why like fall and spring are my favorite seasons. Because it's like you can get away with like a light jacket and it's like you don't overheat, but you're also not cold. Yeah. I need to find a nice good light jacket because I've got one that works, but I've had it for years now. And it's A, the wear and tear is starting to show through. B, it's not, it just doesn't work like fit style wise anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but the jacket I like in terms of looks is definitely a winter jacket. You like your leather jacket? Oh, yeah. Got that thing for 40 bucks, and to be fair, it's uh, the price tag is starting to show in terms of the <laughs> the seams are starting to pull a little bit on the inside lining, but uh, it'll work. It'll last me a while. There you go. My, uh, my favorite piece of clothing, though, is a good hat. Like... I've been wearing hats pretty consistently for the last four years. Yeah, about four years. And I don't know that I'll ever really go back to just not wearing them unless I'm 
like working a job where I can't. All hats or just ball caps? Generally ball caps, but uh, just about any hat. Winter, I switch over to beanies, and I'm debating picking up some sort of uh, like Stetson. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. It's the uh, with with the like cowboy hat kind of thing though. I feel like I'm at the precipice, right? Of I either gotta do it and just do it and own it and be a person who wears that hat. Or, if I hesitate too much, it's going to be, oh, you're just doing that to be to want to be a person who does that rather than being a person who does that. Yeah, you can't yeah. have to commit to the cowboy hat. You got you to gotta go all in if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah, rough I, commitment. I do hate that our current culture has, like, a lot of stuff around hats. Like, I don't How do know. you mean? I feel... Well, the one that the obvious one that comes to mind is the trilby, which yeah. everyone incorrectly calls the fedora, um, which is like a annoying pet peeve of mine. Um, but it's also neither here nor there. But that one obviously nowadays has a very negative stigma in our generation, uh, especially on the internet and all that stuff, which I think sucks because um, I think it can be a cool hat if worn correctly. Um, I, th- I think that's part of the problem, though, is the only time I know of Trilby's having st- that negative stigma actually associated in real life is when people wear them with clothing that you should not be wearing a Trilby with. But, like, I've worn a Trilby's to, like, formal occasions and have never received any negative feedback on it. I mean, yeah, I wore I used to wear a suit, and I had a Trilby that I wore with my suit, and I yeah. always enjoyed that. And I think that's... But... Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's just an overall general stigma against that hat and against some hats in general. And I think that's, I don't know. Yeah. Even if it's all in my head, it's enough that I can't ever, like, do stuff like that. Like, I would enjoy wearing, I feel like I would like to wear hats because hats are cool and very useful. But I could not, like, wear a cowboy hat. Yeah. I'm I'm probably going to take the plunge cuz can't just sit on this fence forever. That's fair. And what's the worst that could happen? Somebody says, "Wow, your hat's dumb." It's like, "I I didn't need you in my life anyways. Goodbye." They kill you. But then it won't be here around to hear them complain about my hat. Win-win. You say. Um yeah. <laughs> Unless they like do some spiritual ritual or pull out a Ouija board and they're just like, hey, yo, we, we called your spirit back just to make fun of your dumb hat. That's just being mean. That's not necessary. I, don't, I can't imagine anyone doing that to you. I'm trying to think if I actually know anybody who would go that far, and I don't think so. I don't think I know anybody that mean. And that's kind of a comforting thought now that I think about it for like another second of like, yeah, most of the people I know are pretty decent people. Wow, just no opinions on the morality of our friend groups. Hmm. No, no. Mm. Sorry. Okay. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who would like to start? Not me. Not, not Alex, okay. 
Calvin, do you have something on deck? Otherwise, I can go. Uh, I can go. Um, one second. I just got to make sure I have the name correctly. Okay, cool. So last time I was on, I recommended, what was it, Snatch, the Guy Ritchie film? Yes. And after that, uh, because I recommended that, I was like, ah, oh, I should watch Snatch. So I went to look for it on Netflix, and I didn't see it. But Netflix, there were two other Guy Ritchie films that I ended up watching that um, I would also recommend. The first one was um, Wrath of Man, which is Jason, St- Jason Statham. Uh, which I thought was enjoyable. Uh Um, It was a fun action film, but I think the second one I'm going to recommend was definitely better. But Wrath of Man is good. It's like an action film. Jason Statham is like armored car guard and like having to defend the armored car against like thieves and all this stuff. Um, So that's like, it's like, okay. Um, It's a fun action film. But the second one that I, but the main one I would recommend is uh, The Gentleman. Um, and it's like an action comedy. It very, it felt very much more like uh, snatch. Men, plural. What? Gentlemen, like plural. Yeah, the gentlemen. Uh, the gentlemen. Uh, but uh, it felt very much like snatch was in that it's like a, it's about these like people in like the criminal underworld in England and stuff. But it's um very much as the name implies it's like these guys are a little bit more they're at the top of the criminal underworld kind of deal okay. um and it basically centers around matthew mcconaughey is uh basically the number one like just this massive uh marijuana like distributor in england he basically controls the entire trade in okay. england and he's like you know what i'm I'm kind of done with this. And so it's about him trying to sell off his like business and it it just, and him trying to sell it just, it's all of these different people, like all this blackmail and different schemes to try and get it from him. And it's about, um, it's got Charlie Hunnam, which is the guy from Pacific Rim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Matthew McConaughey's right hand man. And it's about him trying to help McConaughey out and like, keep everything together because like people are sensing weakness and that he wants to sell his business off and they're trying to steal it out from him. And I, I, I thought it was a really fun and enjoyable film. So, and I actually saw this the other day and was for, I've seen it for a while now. I'm like, Oh, it, I don't know if this interests me or not. So I'm, I'm leaning more towards watching it. You said it was kind of comedy too. Oh yeah, very much. It's like an action comedy film, and and it's like action. There are like action scenes, but it's not like primarily action. Um, it's a lot more talking. Like for most of the film, it's between Charlie Hunnam and uh, I don't know the actor. I gotta. I'm trying to look up. Yeah, I don't know who the actor is, but it's basically Charlie Hunnam's character is like talking with this like uh report it's like tabloid reporter guy who's trying to like kind of blackmail them for money and it's basically them talking about the events of the prior two days or so or like of like or of these all these events and like they're like describing it and there's flashbacks if you've seen a guy Ritchie film it's very much in guy Ritchie's style of editing which i'm a big fan of 
Um, and uh, Guy Ritchie directed and wrote the screenplay for this one. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, it's got some great comedy bits. It's just an overall very fun film. I thought McConaughey was really good in it. I thought Charlie Hunnam was really good in it. I thought everybody in it basically was really uh, Hugh good. Grant, Man from Uncle. Uh, sure. Uh, it does. I just looked it up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, that might Fletcher, be the reporter, sorry. dude. Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher's the reporter, dude. Okay. okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's got Colin Farrell in it. He's good. Um, yeah, everyone in it's pretty, pretty solid. And it's, yeah, it's a, just a good Guy Ritchie film. If you like Guy Ritchie, his, like, directorial style and stuff, you're probably going to enjoy this film. Nice. I'm going to give it a watch then. Yep, it's on Netflix. Tara, have you thought of something yet, or uh, do you, do I need to go and buy you some time? Uh, I think I thought of, I don't think I said it before, I, what did I say last week, Stranger Things? Yep. Uh, I'll recommend Arrested uh, Development. I think that was your time before. <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it really? I think so. <laughs> uh, I yeah. did Ozark. Oh, no, no, who was I talking about Arrested Development then? I think you talked to me about it. I don't know okay. if I recommend it on the podcast. <laughs> that must have been what it was. Last yeah, time I saw you, okay. we talked about it. Um, yeah, it was my second watch, second time watching. I probably watched all of it like five years ago, but forgot how funny it was. Um, I mean, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't call the characters like good people. No, um, none of them. But it's it's entertaining. It, it's it's got an it's always sunny vibe, but maybe not as extreme. Yeah. From what little I've seen and understand of It's Always Sunny, I would definitely call it the, like, toned down a few notches. Yeah, of, like, not good people, yeah. Not good people getting themselves into situations of their own creation that kind of leave other people to clean up after them. And they're wealthier in Arrested Development, the family is. uh, It's Always Sunny, they're they're broke. (laughs) Outside of Frank. That's one of those things that I don't remember exactly is the whole Arrested Development storyline is that they were going broke because they're right. the, like the business was under investigation or something or they just fell but off. They, them. they had all these fancy things and yeah, they just so, so they how like jump through hoops to keep not being broke. Yes. Um, but I'd recommend that. I, even I, I, this was the first time I watched like the Netflix seasons too. Mm. And um, they were actually pretty good. I didn't. I, I don't know why I stopped the last time, but I didn't get all the way through. But this time I did, and I enjoyed it. They had a lot of like pretty big names in that show too, either before or while famous. Yeah, yeah, a lot of big names. Because didn't Charlize Theron show up for like one season? Or, like, yes, half a season? she was. Uh... Yes. Mentally handicapped, we'll say, in the show. Yes, that the, the show is definitely not necessarily aged to the best, but no, no. It, I mean, it's almost probably about twenty years old. Oh God, is it really? Maybe not that old. Maybe pretty close. I would say, at least fifteen. Um, at least the original run, I should say. It Netflix is, is almost twenty years old. It started in two thousand and three. <laughs> oh. 
Oof. Ended only a few years ago. I didn't even. Yeah. Okay. You got a Jason Bateman. You got a Michael Sarah, Will Arnett, David Cross, Jessica Walter, Tony Hale. Just a huge cast. Huh? Good show. They canceled it, but it was good. I it's forgot how good Henry Winkler's character is in it as a Barry Zuckercorn, their lawyer. The lawyer, yeah. <laughs> God. He. Real knucklehead. Shouldn't have been a lawyer. I just love the advice of, like, go to international water. Like, if you get yeah. out to international waters, they can't get you. That's right. In the flashback, they brought that up. When he was younger. Well, because that was the disaster. Oh gosh, was that the? Oh yeah, that was literally like the first episode. It was the opening of the Netflix. Oh, was that the opening of the Netflix one? I, I remember there was some like start to a season where. Yeah, because part they, of the problem is the boat started leaving. I mean, they ended the original run. They were on the boat. Okay. And the the cops were showing up, or somebody was showing up. That's what it was. And that I mean. was like, and and I think. Michael and George Michael were just going to leave mm-hmm. in another boat, but picked it up right there at, in the Netflix series. I was always a little disappointed with George Michael's character development. Like, Why? I, not, I wanted... Yeah. I think it was just me wanting someone in the family to learn something. And... Uh. From what I remember, I mean, he never like he just fell into the same trap the rest of his family did. Of I'm going to start a small line, it just grows exponentially, and then I'm fucked. Well, I mean, yeah, that did happen in, when he was in college, but it, I guess it kind of goes to show it, it wasn't really intentional, and I, I'm sure that that's what happened to the rest of them before them before him. I would think, right? Yeah, you didn't see it, but that's it. Maybe that's what happened, and it's just how it goes in that family. They just find themselves in these situations that they didn't mean to be in, but pretty serious situations that started with lies. Yep. And that kid. So the lesson is don't lie ever. Never, ever, never illegal. You'll go to jail. You'll go to jail forever. Santa Claus doesn't exist. That's a lie. What? Oh, Satara, I'm so sorry to find out this way. Okay. Well, time for my recommendation. Yeah. I'm going to recommend Lightyear. Ooh. Boy, how is it good? I, I enjoyed it. That being said, I'm very biased, as Toy Story is my favorite childhood movie, and Buzz Lightyear is a character very near and dear to my heart. Trying to remove as much of that bias as possible, it was pretty good. Like, this is a... Take it with the, this is a kid's movie. I think a lot of people... I don't know if it's maybe the culture, or we just kind of expect movies to be more general audience, and hit all four quadrants, or what, but I feel like a lot of people went into Lightyear expecting it to be a more aimed at, like, an older audience a little bit. Maybe not necessarily adults, but aimed at, like older kids and teenagers rather than little kids. Like the people that grew up with Toy Story? Yeah. And so they walked out of it and went, well, that wasn't 
that wasn't a that wasn't a teenage movie. That, that's not a that's not a How to Train Your Dragon or a a, a Shrek. That, what are you talking about? So like they're downgrading it a little bit on that front. When it was like, okay, yeah, come on, this is for like kids. Maybe not four year olds, but like five to ten year olds. Um, but on that, like, even on that front, though, it was a pretty good story. It didn't ever, like, talk down to the audience. Um, maybe a little simplistic, but still fun. The sci-fi designs, oh my god. Can we get more sci-fi Yeah, I was gonna design? ask. I was gonna ask, because the, the art style and animation in the trailers looked, honestly, the, the most appealing aspect. Yeah. They... It was it consistent all the way through. Uh, the like sci-fi. I I just want to explore that world more. Of like, here's the tech we're working with because it's a it's a colony ship. So like, what are they working with for the tech and the different little things they do? Of like, in the trailers, there's a guy who cuts a plant with a laser knife. And it's like, oh, cool, they're, like, nice. aiming for realistic of, we're not just doing lightsaber, energy goes all over the place, we do that. We have, like, contained, and we have to play with a little bit of realistic physics. Uh, and throughout, That's like, fun. the rest of the movie, the the robots and things, nothing... I mean, the most, like, quote-unquote, unbelievable robot is the robot cat. And all the gadgets hidden inside it, but, like, none of the other robots are ever, like, a... Oh, come on. You can, How'd you fit that much stuff in there? But, yeah. Overall, really enjoyed it. Um, and... Something I was gonna say. Um... Shit. I mean, the... They use all the references from the action figure in Toy Story, so, like, basically everything he says or the back of his toy box says comes up in the movie at some point, where it's like, alright, yeah fair um but with the designs and stuff i was gonna say something about the designs and how like i'm so mad right now um but yeah really enjoyed it um the oh that's what it was so the something to keep an eye on when you're watching this movie this is not a spoiler but Something that stood out to me was how they handled the um, governance slash, like, leadership of the colony ship that, like, crash lands. And, like, because that's, like, the first minute of the movie as that happens. So, like, how they handle the leadership and everything for this group of people as compared to, like, sci-fi tropes, I thought was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could... Interesting. I could talk more about it, but it'd be spoil spoiling, so... No spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. But, uh, particularly if... If once you if you guys go see it, come talk... Like, let me know, and I will point out what it is that, like, stood out to me as, like, oh, that's something I haven't seen before. Will do. Yeah, no, it looked it looks really good, and I'll probably I, I do actually want to go see that. I'm not the biggest Disney fan or Pixar fan, but like, like I said, the from the art style and the animation alone, like 
uh, I think, like you said, like the sci-fi designs all just looked like really cool and fun. Yeah. And they do. Yeah, just once you see it, we'll talk because a lot of the design stuff kind of bounces around. Okay. Um, but yeah, and there's some rumors that there might be a sequel. I it's it's in a tricky spot right now because in its opening weekend it only got fifty one million, but it's also the first Pixar movie released to theaters since the pandemic started. Also, is fighting uh, Top Gun Maverick, isn't it? And Jurassic World. Oh yeah, yeah. And Maverick's blowing everything out of the water, even a week after it was released. Yeah. But it's it's also hard to compare numbers and stuff because like, oh, we don't, yeah, it's technically under quote unquote, it's like quote unquote under earning for a Pixar film, but also. The last two Pixar, the last three Pixar films that were supposed to be released in theaters all went straight to Disney Plus. So, how much of like what we we just don't know. Hmm. So I just don't think it's too fair to judge it on that front too much. And it's oh that was what I also want to remember. Encanto blew up right like partially because it was a musical and the music got super popular, but a lot of people were super enthusiastic about it, enjoyed it after the fact. And but Lightyear had a better opening weekend than Encanto did, so like we can we can hold the brakes a little bit on being too critical of its op- of its uh box office. Hey, I wasn't criticizing. <laughs> Good, or you're off the show. I just this is me not criticizing. I'm not. I'm not. No comment. <laughs> I'm just picturing Satara right now has like a notepad. He's just scribbling all his negative comments <laughs> on. Oh, I write it on my walls. <laughs> the better More permanent. Of the world. More permanent. Can't lose it. All right. Our next segment. How to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question. How often do you buy a new phone? With the further details, I'm using my current phone from the last 4.5 years. Honestly, I think the main reason to upgrade a phone is just because, one, they slow them down, obviously, to make you buy a new one, and eventually that gets annoying. But the bigger reason is when they stop providing security updates for your phone. Yeah. Then you really gotta decide, just because it's a risk to keep using it. Is there a standardized thing on that, like... Or is it just whatever nope. the company is? Oh, okay, cool. Nope, it's a whatever your company uh, promises you when you buy it. And I don't know if there's any legal ramifications if they don't hold to that besides a bad PR look. Fun. Yep. Hmm. I um, I may need to upgrade my phone. Four and yeah, and a half. I, gotta, I gotta upgrade. <laughs> is that you, four and a half years? Yeah, no. is this just you? No, uh, I would. I'm at two ish years. Yeah, I just upgraded after about three, which is pretty standard for me. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. I think. would upgrade I... after four and a half, though. That's that's. Yeah, that's close. pushing it. I think Apple is a little bit better, but um, 
that's because they're obsessed with keeping you in their ecosystem at all costs. But Did even then, I think four and a half iPhone years. Six for the longest time. They do. I don't know what their support is like for security. I don't know how far back you can go for that. I feel like in the last two years, I heard they had just finally bumped from like supporting the six up to just supporting the eight. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm looking at my phone going, oh, I'm pretty sure the security updates already stopped. Yeah, my phone just stopped getting security updates, so I need to up to uh, upgrade. Mine's, let me look at this. Uh, yeah, mine is just coming up on, I've had mine for three and a half years now. So nice. it's about time for me to update anyways. Um, oh, wow. Uh, so the current, um, this is just for the iPhone iOS, uh, current mm-hmm. iOS is 15.5. Uh, yep. but the, it is compatible with the 6S, the, the oldest ones are either the 6S or the iPhone SE, whatever that, that phone was. That's like their budget edition where it's not like the mainline mm-hmm. phone. So they support all three generations of the SE, the 6S through the 8 Plus, and then the X through the 13 Pro Max, which is, I'm assuming, their latest one. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a little bit better, but they're also, like, I think it's been proven that they slow, they, like, they've, they, they actually, through software, slow down the CPU speed of older phones. They oh, claim yeah. it's to conserve battery life in older phones because newer OS versions are more intensive, which is true, but also they're they're obviously trying to force you to upgrade. Yeah. So I would not want to run an iPhone 6 with iOS 15 because that would be... I can't imagine that's good. That's a seven-year-old phone. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the same things, too, of, like, a couple European countries who were like, hey, we did our government uh, inquiries and insights, and um, y'all are kind of fucking over your consumers. Could you maybe not? And the response of being, yeah, no, sure, we'll definitely do something about that, wink. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, and see, my problem is I, I think I just need to adjust my mindset when it comes to phone pricing, right, of, like... Phones cost five hundred plus dollars, and that is just a cost you're going to incur every three years or so. Because I I was I was one of those people who wanted to try and like when I bought my current phone I was like oh I paid five hundred bucks for this I want to get five years out of it, and that's just not feasible. Yeah. So uh yeah if you haven't updated your phone in the last four and a half years, go do that. Yeah. Or don't and get your bank account info stolen and Satara will have all your money. There we go. Yeah, more money. <laughs> I would like $50 from you. <laughs> Just the 50 I You think I can get more? Uh, maybe if you steal it. Excellent. Uh, assuming they have more than $50. In this economy, oof. Gotta fill up your car with that fifty bucks. Please, you'll get half a car. tank on that on that bucks. Hey, I only have ten gallons in my car. Lucky you. Lucky you. 
not really. It's still the same, like, <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> Fair. And you do more driving than I do, so I, I can't complain. Yeah, drive, but it's true. Yeah, I filled up. I filled my tank up from basically empty for the first time since gas prices hiked, and, uh, oof. Yeah. Yeah. And I only have a five-minute drive to work, so it doesn't hit me too often, but, ugh. Yeah, I got, like, a 16-gallon tank, so. Yeah. It's fun. Our next question. How old were you when your teenage voice sounded like a proper adult voice? With the further details of, I've been waiting for years and years. Fuck this. Oh. I'm sorry to inform you, it never happens. Uh, I mean, it does, but I feel like it's super gradual. Also, I feel like you need someone else to tell you, like, because you're never going to, I feel like, drastically notice a difference, or at least I don't remember ever drastically noticing a difference in my voice, though I'm sure it did change. So, I don't know, RJ, we grew up together. When uh, when did my voice change? Because I got nothing for you. Okay, Calvin, we spent so much time together. Do you think the gradual shift didn't happen to me, too? Right, It's not right. like you showed up at school one day where I was like, oh, damn, Calvin's an adult now. We can't sit with him anymore. Well, yeah. He's too cool to talk about Pokemans and Star Wars. Well, I always was, but... I said Star Wars. You really gonna back down on Star Wars? No, Pokemon thing, for sure. Yeah, fair. I guess my uh, first uh, question would be, do I have an adult voice now? Are you an adult? Yeah. Uh, is your voice your own? Yeah. Then I would argue that is an ad- adult voice. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Well, teenage voice. I, I'm. I'm. Man, I would have. It, it would have had to been like five or so years ago at this. Like, I. It was deep a lot. You know, ten years ago when I was like, I was a late bloomer. Probably fifteen or sixteen is when it really dropped. So here's the here's what you but, got the risk you gotta take. I've got an answer to this. What you need to do is record your voice now and try and find a recording of you from when you were younger, right in that sweet like ten yeah. to fourteen range, and listen to the two back to back. I know people hate listening to the sound of their own voice, but it's the only way you'll know for sure. I mean, my voice at ten and fourteen was probably exactly the same. <laughs> Um, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Unlike, and if you got one of those family members who, like, records all the family events, even better. I feel like I was probably, like, 16, maybe. I would think 16 is when I was finally dropped. Just because that's when I was growing as well. Mm -hmm. I was really short my freshman year of high school, and I, you know, had the higher voice. Honestly, then I grew. Honestly, I don't think I got the. I don't think my voice really solidified until I was like closer to sixteen, seventeen. Right, that would be my guess, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and you need the you need the experience behind the adult voice, like the. Oh man, the adult life is so hard. The debt, the sorrows. Right, like that's gonna that's gonna factor into how your voice sounds as an adult. The sheer sleep deprivation. And 16 year olds 
don't they they get a, they get a taste of it, I would think, but not not even not a full blown. It's it's a lot harder to show up to whatever it is you have to do during the day and sleep through it as an adult than it is a teenager, so. Right. Yeah. You're a... If you're a teenager right now, question asker, your voice is fine, man. Don't worry about it. Worst case scenario, just get into voice acting and pull a reverse voice actor where instead of being a woman who does male voices, be a man who does female voices. Exactly. There's gotta be a market there. Oh, absolutely. Our next question. And this is an important question that we need. We might need to lambast somebody over. Um, Uh-oh. How often do you wash your hands after peeing at home? Uh, always. Yep. Every time. And All it doesn't the time. matter where you are. Yeah. I, I will... I guess I was going to say... I wash my hands every time I use the bathroom. There's a lot of times where I just like I'm like I need to run my hands under some water. Like I I won't use soap or anything, but I'm very I use the sink a lot to just like rinse my hands at least. I would say I have some pretty clean hands. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm one of those people. Like I am very forgetful. I get lost in thought. So there have definitely been points where like. I will be standing at the sink and stop for a moment and go, wait, did I wash my hands yet or not? Better wash them just to be sure. Right. You would think yeah. I'd be able to know if my hands were dry or wet that I'd washed them or not. But you'd be surprised. Maybe you just did a really good job of drying them. See? It can happen. So yeah, if you're the kind of person who doesn't wash your hands after using the bathroom in any capacity while at home, what kind of life are you living? And get it's certainly help. a risky one. That's a risky life. That is a risky life. Like you, you might go grab some snacks, right? Like, what are you doing? Well, and that's the, that's habit forming. So, like, you go over to a friend's house and you I forget. Know. You're out of the restaurant. Mm. You're you're Disgusting. you're gone. You're cut off. You're on a date and you go you use the bathroom and come back and you're just piss hands. And words spreads you don't want and they piss just hands they on just know date. you as piss hands. God damn it. God damn it, who invited piss hands to the barbecue? Too many piss hands in this world. We don't need to add more of them. Old piss hands McCoy. Walking down the street. So yeah, wash your hands. It's good for you. Yep. Our next question. How to know if Crocs are too big? With the further details... Girlfriend bought me Crocs, and they have a finger space in the back when I put my toes right to the front of the shoe. Is that fine? Well, your first problem is you're wearing Crocs. That kills my hot take. What's your hot take? I was going to say, do the Crocs exist? If yes, they're too big. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> yep. Wow, I, I did not think we'd be so anti-Crocs on this podcast. And I am dating a woman who is very pro croc. Um, I just don't find them comfortable. Um, if you want to wear them, fine. I wouldn't call them attractive, but I don't really care about feet either. So that's why it's like wear them if you want. I hear they're very comfortable. Yeah. No, I... I, it's it's plastic. Like it's not. 
Yeah, they're like weird rubber, and there's way better sandals and slippers that are way more comfortable. Pair of Birkenstocks. There you go. Uh, I actually owned a pair of Crocs as a wee lad back when they first oh, hit I the did shelves. Too. And, uh, yeah. no. See, I yeah, know. no, I remember, I remember well, as a kid liking Crocs just because they had the gimmick of you could get the little, like, widgety mm. things that you would shove in the holes. Yep. Um, style them up, style them up a little bit. Yeah, and, like, as a kid, obviously, that's appealing. Yeah. But now that I'm a man, I can actually buy my own clothes and think for myself. It's like, hmm, maybe not. Now you can buy as many of those little widgety things as you want. I don't even know that they do that anymore, do they? They do. They do. It's, a. Uh, I don't know if that's as widespread, but it still happens. Uh, I'm gonna, I guess I'll defend the cracks a little bit of, uh, you know, they're, they're intended to be kind of sandily, throw them on, don't worry about it too much, like... I don't think it matters if the if the croc is too loose. Like, it's not supposed to be a... It's not a hiking shoe. It's not a not a jogging shoe. It's not even really supposed to be like a wear it throughout your entire day kind of shoe. I mean, you can, but don't, maybe. Yeah, I guess it would depend on what you're wearing the shoe for. In terms of just shoe-wise, I would say it's too big. Um, I can't imagine that's easy or comfortable to walk around in. And... The, I mean, you don't want blisters from it um, moving around so much. So, on a pure shoe shoe level, I'd say yeah, they're too big. I don't even want my toes right in the front though. That's like, ugh, rubbing against like the the like my toenails again. Oh, it's it's really uncomfortable. Of Crocs or regular wearing... shoes? Crocs. Ah, probably because yeah. I'm wearing. My girlfriend shoes are she's got small feet to me. That's Yeah, it sounds like for you, you you're you're going the other direction or just wearing too small of shoes. Right. So I would think the, the, the... Or revolutionary idea, cut your toenails. Oh they are to cut your toes off. Oh there you they go. Are. Cut your toes off. You don't need them. Just get rid uh, of your feet. Who needs feet? But my feet picks. <laughs> They pay my rent. (laughs) That just made me have a question. And I'm so sorry for subjecting the world to this. But people with leg amputations, they get those cool like kangaroo prosthetics, right? Blades. What? They're called blades. Blades, yeah, they get the blades. blades. Side note, Lego is releasing its first minifigure with a uh, blade prosthetic. Anyways, um, do you think there is somebody out there who wants feet pics but just of blades? Uh, like 100%. I would think there's got to be some. Boy. There's got to be. Like, I would bet I'd bet a good amount of money on that. Just uh, I agree. Him. Hey, yo, send He'd me that prosthetic. Him. Prosthetic picks. Damn. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to dive down that rabbit hole any further. I've peered yeah, into the uh, abyss and I just stared back. I mean, if it exists, someone's into it. That's how you got to look at it. I just started thinking about attachments, like, bl- like how they have like the the hand blenders with the different attachments, but it's for your prosthetics. Oh, no. Yeah, 
I have looked no. into the abyss, and I have dragged Satara to the edge with me. Move on, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> Our next question. What age were you when Jim- Jimmy Buffett made sense? With the further details, Hi, fellow men. How old were you when you finally reached the Jimmy Buffett state of consciousness? Uh, I don't listen to like any Jimmy Buffett, so I guess I don't under I don't know if I'm there or not. But have you? I hit- like margaritas. Oh, so Terry's getting there. I, I so that's probably means I'm getting. Yeah, I'm, I got to be close if I like margaritas. They're he he lives in Margaritaville. So have you? Uh, have you started living life on island time yet? No, no. I uh, I was twenty three. Yep, oh. I was twenty three. I didn't realize this was like a thing. Well, it really wasn't. But I, I like I heard Margaritaville, right? But I hadn't listened to any of his other music, and then I was like, you know what? Well, I, you know, I'll try it. I'll I'll check out some of his other stuff, and one of my favorites, "Son of a Son of a Sailor," that's pretty good. Uh, that and uh, the uh, the last mango in Paris, great songs, very adventurous. And if you dig into his music, it yeah, it's it's a lot of very similar stuff. Like it's aimed at forty and fifty year old guys who wish they had more adventurous lives and want to just sit on beaches drinking margaritas but it also has a lot it has some tones too of the like pulp adventure stuff like almost indiana jones style of the like seaplanes and uncharted waters and adventurous lifestyles so that's kind of where i went with it but i enjoyed the music enough where i bought his autobiography from when he turned 50 so and i've discussed it before on this podcast so like i'm I'm far enough in that I'm too far gone. Yeah. Yeah. You have to wear, like, Hawaiian shirts to be in the Jimmy Buffett state of consciousness. Well, it's all about a state of mind, right? Of live life and let go. Can't I feel like I've gone the opposite way since working full time. <laughs> See, that, that's what it is. You've moved away yeah. from it, and I know it's gonna break you, and you'll want to return to you. It, it, that is I, what will eventually turn you around and draw you back to it. Is the need for the chill island lifestyle? It's actually really accurate to how I'm feeling in my life right now. You're almost there. Wow, I I, I will be in two weeks. I have the full week off, the week of the fourth. Just I'm doing nothing productive. <laughs> tell you what, while you're on that week off. Sit outside, margarita in hand, throw on some Jimmy Buffett. It'll change your life. Okay. I'll 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 report back with my findings. Good. And uh Calvin, we'll get you there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Once life's got you down, you need uh need something simpler. It'll get you there. Plus, cheeseburger in paradise is a classic. I mean I like yeah. cheeseburgers. So. And who doesn't love paradise? Our last question this week. How do you feel about supervisors and managers sitting with employees during lunchtime? With the further details, don't you think employees should sit with employees in their own lunchrooms? Supervisors sit with other supervisors in their own lunchroom. 
and the manager have their own lunchroom to sit in. Uh, I mean, I feel like the supervisors and managers shouldn't necessarily sit at the same table as the employees without necessarily asking and depending on the relationship. But I don't know if you need separate rooms because I feel like the reason this person's asking for separate rooms is because they want to be able to talk crap about their managers, which <laughs> if that's then you've already got issues, I feel like. So I don't know. I'm just picturing like a massive like school cafeteria and in the middle is the one manager sitting with his brown bag lunch all alone because he has to sit in the manager's manager lunch room. Oh, I see. Meanwhile, there's like four or five supervisors in their lunchroom, and then like 30, empl- 30 or 50 employees in their lunchroom. That That's point. a lot of lunchrooms. Yeah. We have, we have in our office, we have like a, a the regular kitchen, and then there is a manager's one, but the manager's one doesn't really have much. Like the good coffee machine and everything's in, in the regular one. Mm. They'll come over there. But I, I wouldn't mind. I I would not mind eating lunch with my boss. So. Yeah, I and I think to Calvin's point that you made of like, depends on the relationship and stuff of like. Right. You want to give the employees some space, so like, hey, maybe yeah. make it a sometimes thing, not an everyday thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it also depends on the size of your lunchroom. Like, if it's tiny. Like, maybe stagger it a little bit or something. It's like, I don't know. Mm. But, I mean, I get also not wanting to necessarily have to... You know, or wanting some, like, time with, like, other employees where it's not, like, you're worried about your manager hearing you talking about just stuff. Not even, like, bad stuff. Just, like, it's like, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, So, I guess I would go back to, like, maybe the managers should be giving their employees space, like you said, RJ. But I don't know that you need separate lunch areas. I feel like that's... I feel like if you have to designate all that stuff, then you're probably... The work environment's probably not the best, and that's probably a bigger issue. So, in that case, maybe it's the managers protecting themselves. The manager... I was approaching this as a... uh, Like an employee asking the question, but if it's a manager asking it of like, I want my own lunch room... Protect me from these employees. That's a bad work environment. Yeah, then there's definitely a bad work environment and the manager needs to stop. Needs to chill out on their own power. Yeah, just sit in your office, dude. Right. Like, all the managers have offices for for where I work. Like, if you really wanted to, you could eat in your own office. Which I think most people do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like... Do like I don't know how many places I have like giant, like designated cafeteria lunchroom areas. Probably like bigger corporations, right? Mm. Like I feel like you need to have like a ton of employees to ha- to warrant having a big designated like lunchroom as opposed to like a small break room. Yeah, That's yeah. We got like two tables or something. We got like two tables in a break room, and then we have an outside patio with a few picnic tables. But yeah. yeah. We've got at least 50 employees in the office, so couldn't have everyone eating at once. Yeah. Well, and I'm remembering, so of the places I worked that had lunchrooms, one was like you guys said, like, oh, it's just two tables and, like, some general kitchen amenities and a vending machine. And then the other one, like you were describing, Satara, of, like, uh, oh, we got a couple indoor tables and a little patio area. But we had also, like... 
again, the, like, we had 50 people plus, so we also, the building our office was in had, like, a basement lounge area. Uh, there was, like, a PlayStation down there for whatever reason. I don't know that anybody ever used it, but, like, that was also a place people go to eat, so I, the people I regularly ate with all just ate in the upstairs lounge lunchroom thing, but I think there were people that went downstairs, too. And then, yeah, all the managers had their offices, so, like, yeah. Fix your, uh, fix your outlook, not your environment. There you go. And, uh, if the environment is still really just that bad after you change your outlook, change environments. Easier said than done, but, uh, you're running out of options, so do what you want. Alright. Well, that brings us to the end of another week. Does it, though? I hope it does, because I'm out of show notes. So unless there's something you want to talk about and discuss that we have not put in the show notes, I have to end it. No, it'll just be the never-ending podcast. The never-ending podcast. Never mind, I hate it. End End it. (laughs) All right. Thank you both for joining this week. It was a pleasure. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find our podcast, Better Buddies, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. I just claimed us on Samsung and another podcasting platform, so we're out there in varied locations. Go find us. We're also on social media. Facebook, Better Buddies. We post our Meme Mondays and our Icebreaker questions on Twitter, at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And uh, tweet at us, you know. Gives me some notifications and something to reply to. Or our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, questions you want us to answer, or icebreakers you uh, want to hear more about. And last, but not least, be a better buddy. I'm currently recording from my new place, which has a nice little, like, backroom closet kind of area that's just big enough to be an office. Oh, nice. You moved? Yeah. Where are your thoughts on the new place? It's fine. It's one story, which it makes it feel a little smaller. But, uh, I'm just at that horrible, horrible point of moving that I hate the most of unpacking so, lots of my things are just not unpacked yet. I still have boxes of books strewn from here to breakfast. <laughs>